Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio, this is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon. And yeah, we're coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. Have with me another cool guest, because, well, quite honestly, all my guests are cool. I have with me Mr. Jake Burnett of Levere Wealth Management. That's an Ameriprise franchise. Jake, did I say that right? Levere Wealth Management? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Levere. Uh, it's actually a, a sailing term. Uh, is it really? I had no idea. Levere. It is a technical sailing term that uh, refers to sailing into the wind. Um, right. And so you... I probably shouldn't clear my voice like that, should I? You can. It's all right. No, no big deal. Uh, so it has to do. Everyone with... in their car just swerved off the road yeah, exactly. and hit something. <laughs> just... That was Jake, by the way, not me, folks. Made everybody jump. Pretty uh, much. It's okay though. Yeah. So sailing into the wind, you know, you have to make some adjustments for that. And you do. It kind of relates to how we we work with financial planning on adjusting as as life comes, and you know, working with our our clients and everybody, and make sure we're sailing into the wind. Gotcha. Well, welcome to the Northeast Studio. I was going to say you're a financial advisor. You already dropped that for me. Sorry about that. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. I was hung up on the name. The name's cool. Absolutely. Levere Wealth Management. Did I say that right? It's an Ameriprise franchise. How does that work with yes, Ameriprise? Sir. It is Ameriprise. Yes, it is Ameriprise. So we're an independently owned franchise, and we under the our... umbrella. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I got you. But man, I want to know a little bit about you, Jake Burnett. To some, that, that name might sound real familiar. Hmm. Now, I know a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. We've hung out. We've hung out outside yeah, the studio. Absolutely. We've hung out a little bit. You, sir, were drafted out of high school by was it Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes, sir. Pittsburgh MLB. Pirates, yes. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank that you. doesn't happen Thank to everybody. Yeah. It's it's pretty. Uh, I guess you'd say rare. Uh, yeah. It was, it was an awesome awesome opportunity. So I played baseball and basketball in high school, uh, and then baseball being my my primary focus, the obviously the one I was more talented at. You know, sure, I, sure. I like to think I was pretty good at basketball, but <laughs> you know, yeah, hey, I didn't see you get drafted to the NBA. We'll, yeah, we'll so go. With was, the, we'll go with the baseball part. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, I had a signed a scholarship to go to Georgia Tech uh, to play baseball out of high school, and then now that's know, a baseball powerhouse down there. Yes, they have a, a wonderful baseball Boy, program. Yeah. Obviously, a very challenging academic program as they well. They do. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yes. you know, it, no it doubt. would have been no walk in the park, but uh, no. they have a great baseball program. My brother actually played uh, baseball there before me, so I had a little uh, little connection, a little family history there. That Nothing wrong with that. Wanted to follow in his Those footsteps. Burnett boys. <clears throat> and so, yeah. yeah, I was uh, supposed to go to Georgia Tech, and then I was blessed enough after I graduated in the, the MLB draft, I was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, I spent that summer. The draft is early summer. It's mm-hmm. usually beginning of June. Right. Uh, and I think they've changed the rules now. Back when I got drafted, they usually gave you, I think, until August to kind of make your decision. Right. And so I, I took the summer and, you know, played some travel ball and talked to my family and friends and tried to decide and ended up, you know, I decided to go with the Pirates. Um, so I went and signed with the Pirates and I six parts of seven seasons so from 2011 to 2017 i was with the minor leagues and the the pittsburgh pirates organization and you were on the mound were you not yes i was a pitcher i was a pitcher um and 
I spent time down in Bradenton, Florida. Spent time in Charleston, West Virginia, State College, Pennsylvania, Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, so I traveled all around and got to play in a lot of different stadiums, a lot of cool places, and a lot of cool experiences. Now, folks, I realize this is a podcast and you cannot see Jake. Jake is imposing, standing on his uh, flat feet. <laughs> you put him on a, on a, a pitching mound – and yeah, I'm staying in the dugout. <laughs> I, I'm I'm his I'm part of his defense behind him. I'm still staying in the dugout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, My God, man, how tall are you? You're like eight foot tall. I'm about six five. Uh, and, and six 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 seven with, with spikes on. You yeah, know? you put some spikes on. Yeah. I'm pretty tall, uh, long, lean, and you know, I, me and my wife were joking last night. She saw this video uh, where you you hold your phone at your eye level and it shows your spouse how they like how I see her. I never thought of that. And she was cracking up because I'm. Over a foot taller. She's about 5'4", so about a foot, maybe a little over a foot taller than her. And she was cracking up because I'm just looking at the top of her head all the time. Nice, nice. All right, so you left baseball eventually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How did you fall into this financial world? Was it right away? Uh, no, it was not. So I, uh, I had two shoulder surgeries, and that was, oh. was kind of my ticket home as a, as a pitcher. You know, you kind of got to take care of that shoulder. So the yeah. first surgery I, I was able to come back from and pitch again. Uh, the second surgery – they, the Pirates basically put me all the way through my rehab, and then after they got me back to uh, what would be considered healthy, they sent me on my way. So that was kind of my, my ticket home, getting that second surgery. Well, they helped you out there a little bit. Though, oh, right? yeah, they, yeah, they took they care of me. Tried they to put got you back healthy. together. Absolutely. Thanks, so, guys. Sort of. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I like to joke now that I got the shoulder of an 85-year-old man. So Nice. <laughs> that should be fun. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so and I, he's only twenty five, folks. Yeah. So yeah. Well, a little old, a little older than that, a little older than that, not much. I feel like I'm twenty five sometimes. Oh, well, me too. And then I, I remind me, <laughs> remind myself, I'm closer to the eighty five. And then I get out of bed in the morning, and I yeah. realize I'm. <laughs> then you're not. Coming out of baseball, I, I always had an interest in finance. Math was always my best subject. Cool. Uh, and, and quite frankly, man, I, I saw so many guys that I a lot that I cared about that were good friends of mine that I played with, some that I wasn't so close with, but you know experienced with them get a lot of money these guys you know i i didn't get as much as a lot of these guys a right. lot of these guys got millions of dollars so you're talking you're, you're talking about ball players fellow athletes yes sir okay yes sir when i was with, with the pirates i'm with you i'm with you when okay. i was with the pirates no, no. these guys you know they got big signing bonuses when they got right. drafted right and they just had no idea uh, how to manage that what to do with it they'd blow through it you oh know. they knew what to do with it exactly well, yeah maybe you're right they, <laughs> they had one idea what to <laughs> that, do with it that, that might have been too easy <laughs> yeah so they i mean they i had new guys that were coming in their third month and they're on their third car already you know, wow they're just seeing how fast they can spend it you know and you know, something with a signing bonus is a one-time payment you know you're not mm -hmm. getting it every year and so that kind of opened my eyes to the idea that you know people have money but they they sometimes need a little guidance they need that kind of help along the way you know there's lots of things that I'm not educated on that I use people to to help manage and help me build that know, network right? absolutely so yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of smart people out there that you know have very uh, concentrated knowledge and helps to get their advice sometimes so uh, that that kind of opened my eyes to the idea of it and since I came out of high school, you know, like I said, I, I forewent college, so now I had to go back and, and get my degree. So right. uh, 
came back. I was married at the time. My wife was teaching, and so I came back and went to school. I uh, worked some part-time jobs while I was doing school, uh, and I ended up getting connected with the uh, the firm I'm with, a, a friend of mine that I go to church with. He was giving me some kind of career advice, just being that kind of sounding board for me. Uh, and I told him, you know what I was thinking about doing? And he said, well, you know, I use a financial advisor, and he's right down the road if you want to sit down and meet with him. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'd, yeah. I'd love to take you yeah. up on that opportunity. So spent the morning with him, and we got done talking, and he kind of looked at me and said, hey, uh, you want to come back and interview for an internship? And I was like, absolutely, you know, this is what I want to do. So I'd, uh, nice. any experience I can get would be greatly appreciated. So I kind of how I got connected with that firm and, and worked part-time with them while I was finishing up all my classes in, in school and graduating. So that was, that was my uh, foot in the door, I guess you could say. Forgive me, I'm going to jump back to when you were playing minor mm-hmm. league ball. The stories we hear, uh, we've all seen the movies. Is it true you're, you're like uh, – eating dirt and just getting by so you can play play ball oh it is is that, is that true it's very accurate okay uh, maybe, i was just curious maybe not even true enough sometimes really really it is uh i i, I go back to what i said earlier about the signing bonuses those are the the few and far between those are the first and second rounders those guys that get drafted real high and they're right. they're the what we call the the superstars the rock stars mm-hmm. most of the guys are living paycheck to paycheck and those paychecks are not very big they actually just settled a lawsuit. People may not be super into this, but I'll tell you quickly. They just settled a lawsuit, you know, the players' organization, uh, former minor league players with MLB because of the pay mm-hmm. uh, standards. Lack, lack that, thereof. The yeah. lack thereof that yeah. they had. And so uh, it's it's not a lot of money. They give us, you know, some some bread and maybe some peanut butter and jelly in a fridge nice. in, the, in the clubhouse. Go so. find your own knife, <laughs> yeah. boy. You know, we were Lovely. had to find our own living arrangements, had to, you know. So all that is true. Oh yeah. It's, it's overnight bus rides, 12 hour bus rides, get up in the morning, wow. go play another game, you know, after the game, trying to find a, a McDonald's, maybe that stayed open so you can get some dinner and, you know, it's, it was long, it was hard, it was grueling, but sounds like it. you know, we're all, we're all out there striving for a dream. Cause you know, the, the few oh, yeah. that do make it, it is a, a thing that very, very few people can ever say they they made it to the big league. So we're all we were all out there striving for that that goal and that dream. The carrot kept getting a little farther away and <laughs> a little closer, then a little farther, and then a little yeah. yeah it's a, they have that planned. Yes. Sorry, I didn't say that. Love you, MLB. <laughs> it was a it was a process, and you know it Definitely. it's something me and my wife look back at fondly. I was married towards the end of my. Oh yeah, second half of my career. So got to spend a little time being married and her traveling with me. We had a lot of fun, uh, but it was hard. It wasn't easy. That sounds like it. I had to ask that, but yeah, absolutely. Back to the financial world. This isn't a super open-ended question. What are some things that people just don't know? Hmm. Like reoccurring thing themes, and I know <laughs> ignorance is often bliss, hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> but when it comes to especially retirement or, or planning for retirements and things like that taking care of your money what do people just not know and if you don't do it right you could really be in trouble yeah absolutely man that's that's open-ended yeah i got a lot of a lot that comes to mind when i hear that um, money and financial <laughs> planning yeah i'll give you two okay i guess i if that that's not that wasn't a fair question but you know <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give you two because um, i know nothing i'm i'm just a podcast host. Yeah, well you know, I, I like to think I know a little bit, but, you know, I, I learn every day and realize I don't know as much as I thought I did. So. Yeah, me too. It gets um, worse as you get older. Don't worry. <laughs> something to look forward to. I like it. So the first one I'll, I'll tell you is, is not I, something I would say people necessarily don't know. I think it's pretty widely known, widely understood. It's less practiced than it is known. Okay. <clears throat> so it's not going to be a surprise to anybody, but it is one of those things that is 
you know, almost essential uh, to practice, and that is spend less than you make. It sounds easy, doesn't it? It sounds easy, but it's not. Oh, it's no, not. it's not. You know, especially with our world today and the way our economy and society is today, it's it's very widely preached. I don't know if I should say preached. It's very widely you can say spread preached. that All the above. Uh, we should utilize debt. Um, we should take on debt, you know. And, it's the American way, man. Yeah, it is. And You think baseball is American. <laughs> exactly. Jack it up a credit card, yeah, man. Exactly. It's, it's so, <laughs> I'm just saying. That's one of the first things we always start with when somebody comes in looking just for maybe some advice on, on where to start is, you know, spend less than you make. Slow down. Um, there's some, some wise financial, uh, I guess, influencers out there uh-huh. uh, that, that like to – uh, talk about the idea of your income is the greatest wealth generator that you're ever going to have. Okay. And the idea behind that is that it's it's what money is coming into you. You know, so if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year and you can save ten of it, or you can save twenty of it, mm-hmm. you know, and put it away and invest it, that money is going to continue to grow. But it's that continuous saving of that income that's coming in. So right. you know, money is a tool. It's not the end all be all. It's not. I like to. Also, make sure I, I talk to people about the, the common phrase of ROI, return on investment. Yes. You know, yes. Let's, well, let's rephrase that. Let's, let's talk about ROL. What's your return on life? What lifestyle? You know, there's no magic number we can get to. There's no magic uh, savings that you can have that's going to say, okay, now you can retire because every family is going to be different. Every uh, Oh, it's all crapshoot, man. Yeah. I mean, every lifestyle is different. Some You're going to die on a different day. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we, ne- we never know what, what that X and X is you know that we have to get to. So it's more about planning for what your lifestyle is and knowing that money is a tool that we're going to use to help you achieve that lifestyle. Right. But it, it's not the end all be all. If you're you know any sort of religious or inclined in that way, uh, I am myself. The Bible talks about a lot of people misinterpret uh, this. They think that money is the root of all evil, and that's not what the Bible says. It says that the love of money is the root of all the evil. lust. And so it's, it's that idea that money should not drive and determine every decision and life goal and thing that we make, but it helps us achieve those goals and things that we make that we want to do in our life and our family and our goals and, and that kind of thing. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So that was one. That's one. No, that's <laughs> good, man. Um, but it, like you said, though, it, it, it's so simple. Hey, just don't spend your money, but ooh. Yeah, people, uh, people know it. You know, like I said, you, you say what's one thing that people don't know. People well, know it. It's, it's just harder to practice. Well, Jake, I will later. <laughs> exactly. You know, well, I will later. And then, boom, you're 50. You're like, oh. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah or there's you're 60, a, yeah. you're like, wow, what, what, do we, what do we do? <laughs> what do we not do? Yeah, there's a common uh, illustration, and since we're on, on podcast, I can't really, you know, draw it out for you. Or, He's or making magnificent movements <laughs> with his hand. This guy must have thrown a baseball one time. It's almost like something, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a, an illustration I like to give when I'm talking to, to people about uh, their 401k or retirement plans, things like that. It lays out basically two different scenarios. Person A starts out when they're 30, and they put in 10% into their 401k right. for 10 years. So right. they go from the time they're 30 to they're 40, and then they stop. The person B says, you know, I, I can't afford it right now. I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. And so they wait 10 years until they're 40, and then they say, okay, now I'm going to start putting in 10% just as person A did. Right. And they do it for 20 years. So they double the amount of time mm-hmm. that they put it in, but they waited 10 years to start. Right. And then the first person only did it for 10 years, but they started right away. Mm-hmm. 
after 30 years, who do you think has more money put aside? Probably the first one. The first one. thing called compound interest. Mm. See, even I know that. There you go. Podcast host. I like it. It, it, it makes it even better when I can ask it and you can answer it for me. Wow. Is that, is that, was that good? Yeah, I like that. that. Folks, that wasn't planned. <laughs> it was but, fun. you know, a, a broke clock is right twice a day. They, so, see, so there, there you even go. a blind squirrel finds a nut. Well, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes it hits him on the head. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just it's the idea of, you know, there's no better time than now. Yeah, sooner uh, the better. Yeah. So uh, the second one, yes. uh, I told you I'd, I'd cheat here and give you two answers. No, I like it. Uh, the second as many one as you want, sir. Kind of goes back to the essential question people ask us a lot when they come to first sit down with us. Uh, they don't always say it in these words, but it kind of boils down to the question of what is the best investment strategy? Oh, wow. Somebody has got an IRA. They got their 401k. Mm-hmm. They've got you know some money saved up. And you know they're just looking for, you know, they may not come in and say it in that that a phrase, but that's what they're wondering. You know, how should I invest in it? What's the best investment? Where, where do I put it? Yeah. And what I would tell you to that, the second, you know, answer to your, your advice that people may not know is it's not as important, not to say it's not important, it's not as important. Okay. What investment you pick as it is that you stick with the investment. Right. Long term. Yes. It's uh, another common phrase that you may hear in the, the finance or investment industry is it's not timing the market it's time in the market in the market and it's it's you know i tell people the best investment strategy is the one you're going to stick with you know Mm -hmm. i can give you the the best portfolio construction that i can come up with that is super aggressive but if you're a very conservative investor when that aggressive portfolio hits some volatility and and then you're gonna get out of it because you don't trust no no buy more then it it failed so that's uh buy on the dips folks I said that. Jake didn't say that. Yeah, that's that was, <laughs> but you know when times are bad, that's the time to, to you know buy Take opportunities. Advantage. Absolutely. So the last uh, two years or a oh, year and a half or mm, whatever. Twenty twenty two was was a rough year, but it, it was. was a good good buying opportunity. So was uh, the summer of twenty twenty. Mm. Delta. Just saying. Mm. I, Jake did not say that. I said <laughs> Jake cannot say that. I can I say that. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's the matter of of finding an investment strategy, one that you understand. People aren't going to buy something unless they understand it. Right. And right. two, one that you're comfortable with, whether that's on the up markets or the down markets. Because if you're not going to be comfortable with it, when it's having volatility, it's bouncing around, it's maybe not having its best year. If we look at a five-year average and say over five years, you're going to average mm-hmm. 7%. Well, then a couple of those years, you're probably going to have negative years to average out You know, the positive years. Right. So right. when those down years come, when 2022 comes, if you're not comfortable and understand your strategy enough that you're going to think I need to sell out of this and go to cash, then it's not the right investment strategy for you because it's true. That is the word we talk about. Again, going back to another spend less than you make, mm-hmm. buy low, sell high. Right? Exactly. Isn't that the never sell the on the foundation of, never, unless, of investing is buy low, sell high. And, unless, and then people yeah. get scared when things go bad and think, oh, I got to sell out and I got to go back to, to cash and you know all this. And that's the exact opposite of what we're doing. That's buying high, and then you're selling low. I know, that's low, the so. exact opposite. Unfortunately, I have known people that have done that. Because hmm. uh, they, they just can't handle it. Yep. They just can't handle it. It is a, there's a, a big part of uh, being a financial advisor that is just financial counseling. It's talking people through those bad yeah. markets. At it's, times you're a psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe it. There's a, a whole new wave within the last 10, 15, maybe 20 years that's come through the financial advising uh, industry that's behavioral financial advice because logic mm-hmm. and stats and numbers tell us one thing, but our emotions tell us a whole nother oh, thing. Oh, boy, and, does it ever. And we make our, our decisions based off our emotions. So. But now, isn't that a good reason to have someone such as yourself, a financial advisor? Man. Because you will, they will, 
you will take some of, if not all, the emotion out of it. That is, that's what we're there to do. Uh, it's, it's at least try anyway. We like to compare ourselves to the caddy and the golfer relationship. You know, it's it's your money, it's your decision, but we're the caddy there to give you the information, to right. give you the right club and tell you what we think we should do. And then, you know, it's your your shot to make. But uh, to have that accountability partner, even if it's not a financial advisor, obviously, you know, that's what I do. And if you want to talk to me, I'd love it. But even if it's a family member, if it's a friend, mm-hmm. if it's a, a trusted colleague, somebody that you think has more knowledge in the industry than you do, somebody that you can go to and have a ear to to lean on uh, somebody to throw these ideas at to have some uh, advice and just talk through it. I mean, even even a lot of times it's just talking it out. You yourself might realize yeah what the decision needs to be, but having somebody you can go to and trust and, and talk through that with. Say it out loud. If it sounds bad, it probably is. <laughs> exactly. I've known many financial advisors. I never wanted a financial advisor who was a yes man. Hmm, absolutely. I can be my own yes man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I want someone to tell me no. You know, smack me upside the head. And I've known a few that have done that, probably for other reasons. <laughs> but, but seriously, I, I never wanted a yes man. Okay, whatever you want, we'll do it. Absolutely, I, I never wanted that. Absolutely, think of your your finances as a, as a if you're running a business. Yeah, and then your financial advisor is like the CFO. If you're a CEO and you're running a business and everything you go to your CFO uh, for, and he just says, yeah, yeah, spend it. Yeah, sign, sign it. here, yeah. sign here. It's you're going to run out of money pretty quick. So your financial advisor should be the same vein that he's not there just to t- make you feel good and tell you what you want to hear. Well, then you'd be the federal government. <laughs> oh, I said that, Jake. Did. I am so trying to get Jake in trouble here. He is not taking any of the bait. Guy's a professional. Uh, we're throwing advice around left and right here. General, general advice. What's some? There's got to be some, and I hate to do this to you, but man, there's got to be some, some just bad advice out there. Mm. You know, I know there is. You know there is. Can you share anything? Maybe something a, a little lighthearted. Mm. Uh, maybe not funny. Uh, bad advice is mm. not funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, something that man. just makes you, the true professional, shake your head. Mm. There's a lot of what, what we'd, uh, we'd call, I guess you could put some air quotes around this, financial yes. gurus out there. Oh, gurus. Okay, uh, okay. Are Those are the best. All the right things. Right. Um, yeah, bad advice. Uh, when I think about bad advice, I think it would uh, probably, I'm not going to name any names. No, please don't. Please don't. Somebody is out there telling you that all you need to do is, is find one one thing, one solid investment and put it there and, and leave it, you'll be fine. Oh, That's probably not the best advice uh, when it comes to what we call diversification. you got to diversify, man. Um, we, don't, we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't. Many people I know don't. that. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. I Again, that one's easier don't. said, too. Exactly. You know, it is. that's easier said. And it's, and it's tough because what diversifying does is it gives you some, some big winners, maybe some break even, maybe – a loser too. That's not you know losing bad, but you know you even them out. You mm-hmm. have hopefully more winners than losers. Right. But it's hard not to look at some of those highest winners at certain times and think, oh, why don't I just put it all there? Put it all in there. So, I got twenty five percent on this pharmaceutical. Mm. I got to take. I got to sell everything else at a loss, and I'm putting it all in the pharmaceutical. Mm. And then they go bankrupt six months later. But yeah, it's it's so we hey, don't. That happens. I mean, there's we can go through a list. You know, it just happened last year. Or, was that earlier this year with Silicon Valley Bank? I mean, oh yeah, that was earlier this year. Even some of those About April, solid, yeah. Oh, yeah. what we would think companies that we could be invested in can go under. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think back to Enron, you know, nobody thought Enron was going to. That go was under. impossible. Yeah, it was. It was the uh, yeah never going to happen. And so that's why we we talk about diversification, not putting all your eggs in one basket, because 
there are always chances that one of those mm-hmm. uh, companies does fail, and we want to make sure we're spread out to where if one fails, we're not failing with them. We might take a bruise or take a lump, but we got funds invested elsewhere and assets elsewhere that right. are going to hold us up. And so, you know, there are there are people out there that just say, you know, find you one good uh, investment, put it in there, and, and just leave it. And you know, I would <sighs> advise, you know. There are good investments out there, and, and you want to find those, but you want to make sure that you're spread around a little bit. You're not all mm-hmm. consolidated in one fund, you know, and, and like I said, you don't want to put all those eggs in one basket. Does someone's age, does that influence on where you want to put money? Oh, absolutely. I absolutely. got to imagine the older I get, the less risk I want to take because mm-hmm. I don't have time to recoup it. Mm-hmm. Literally absolutely. time to recoup absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, is I that mean, true? It is. I mean, it, it still is going to depend. That's, that's good advice. That's good advice. Yes, okay. Yes, okay. yes. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, when we talk about uh, retirement plans, like a 401k, a lot of 401ks have what we call these target date funds. Yeah. Maybe I, I've seen. I have seen those. Yeah, and so what they're... Some are pretty smart and good, and others yeah. I shake my head at. Well, Sorry. That's... I, would agree. Anyway, uh, the, sorry. So what they're they're doing though is they're they're looking at a date, so 2060, and saying mm-hmm. people who are going to retire in 2060, when you're 65 on this yeah, day. Right now, right. they can afford to be aggressive, so they're invested aggressively. And as right. you get closer to 2060, they start toning down that aggression, getting more conservative. Uh, so that is absolutely sound investment advice to make sure you're adjusting your risk tolerance and your risk investment to your age and, and how close you are, your proximity to retirement. Uh, but it will still depend on each person. I mean, some people, even though they're 62 years old, maybe looking to retire in the next few years, maybe they have some really solid guaranteed income sources. Maybe they have right. a pension, they have right. some things set up. Maybe they have an annuity that's going to start paying them when they reach age 65. And they say, you know, I can afford to still be aggressive with these. Or maybe right. I take 70% of my investments and I get a little more conservative, but here's a little bit, you know, 30% on the side that I still want to be aggressive with. So, you know, there's no one, one policy, one solution that's going to fit everybody. It's, it's a matter of getting to know each individual uh, person, mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. individual family and what their goals and aspirations are. Uh, and, and it's what we call goal-based advice. You know, we don't want to just give uh, generic advice to somebody. Uh, we want to get to know you and your goals, and then we're going to give you advice based on how we reach those goals. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I imagine passive income, mm-hmm. access to it. I imagine mm-hmm. that that contributes to things as well. Absolutely. The directions you go. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I own, <laughs> uh, and I don't, but I own 12 rental houses. That income is significant. Mm-hmm. Even if I am I can barely get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've got someone managing it, but I have passive income. There is, um, and I have clients ask me about that a lot. How do I get passive income? And a lot of times my answer starts with, you know, there's no such thing as true passive income. Right, right. You know, right. the idea that I can get income for doing nothing. Right. You know, there's always either have oh, to there's be. There's worry and headache and everything. There's worry, there's headache, or yeah. there's some sort of upfront investment. Oh, you gosh, know, yeah. You, you, you got to buy those 12 houses. So, yeah, so there's. And you're paying a management company. No such thing yeah. as true passive or, you right. know, true free income. And so you're either going to have to put some upfront investment down or you're going to have some, you know, you talk about rental houses. A lot of people, real estate's a great way to invest, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not for everybody. No. Uh, no. But, you know, the people that do it, you know, I, I had a client that had rental properties for a long time. She's a widower now, and now she's looking at how do I, I, you know, I can't manage this anymore. Me and my husband did right. it, you know, and right. so it still involves, even though you have rental properties paying you income, there's, you know, roofs that have to be replaced. There's oh, yeah. AC units that go out there. So it's a that, business. Yeah, and so. To do it right. It's it's hard to find what we call true passive income. No, I'm with you on that. There's I'm no, that's but, figure speech. And that's that's kind of yeah. how I, I start it with everybody, just so that you know, you know. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're looking for it, we can help you find ways to get you 
more income or other sources of income, but there's never going to be a true passive income where you don't have to do anything to, to receive right. that income. Right. I mean, what did we leave out? Mm. Did we leave anything? We probably left a lot of stuff out. Well, we, we, We've been going for almost 30 minutes. <laughs> we left a lot out. Um, but I, I they, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's a podcast, you know, we can only cover so much. And we and need to have you in and have your own series. That's, that's what we need to do. I, I wouldn't say no to it, but man, I, man, make the powers, yeah. the powers of be need to make it happen. <laughs> but no pressures. You know, there's, it's, there's only so much generic, you know, we can, oh, we yeah, can I know. give, you know, but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's what I'm passionate about. You know, I, I thought I'd be interested in it. And as I got into it, you know, I've really loved getting to know families, you know, getting to mm-hmm. know the people I work with on a, on a deeper level. You know, I can, I can sit here and pick out some investments for you and, and give you a list of good investments, but it's more fun for me to sit down with you and say, Hey, what do you want to do? Well, you know, you're, like I said, money's a tool. What do you want to achieve? How do you want your money to work for you? What right. do you want to do? You say you want to retire. What does that look like? You yeah. know, some people say, I want to retire. And me and my wife, we want to visit every national park in the country. Absolutely. We can plan for that. We can uh, figure out how much that might cost. We can figure out different ways to do it, whether it's flying, it's an RV. You I know, was say the we RV. Can, we can plan for it. And so that that's where I enjoy the financial planning side of it is right. we can sit down and I can help you make those dreams become a reality. And especially, like I said, you know, no, no better time to start than now. Immediately. Uh, the earlier we start. Yesterday. You know, the yeah. more chance we have of, of achieving those goals. So if you start when you're uh, preferably, you know, right out of college, start working when you're yeah, man. 22 and start saving them. But, you know, if you're 30, you're 45, 50. There's no better time than now. Let's start now. Let's let's start getting that plan together so that we can make those dreams become a reality. I bet a lot of people start probably two life events or maybe three life events. Hmm. I'll go backwards here. When the kids finally leave home, mm-hmm. when they have the kids, mm-hmm. and or when they get married. Mm-hmm. Those yes. got to be three, okay, life's changed. Mm-hmm. Life's now different. It's going to be different for a while. Mm-hmm. And they start thinking about that money. Absolutely. Having kids is a big one. Yeah. And it's big because that's when a lot of people start coming and saying, hey, you know, I went to college. I know what that costs. Yeah. What do I need to do What's now? What's going to be in 20 years? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's a big one that people start a uh, life event that people start thinking about planning for the future is, you know, maybe they were young, they were married, they were. Uh, living and you know it, w- it wasn't too hard you know they had maybe two streams of income now mm-hmm. maybe the uh, spouse one of them stays home maybe they now they have to pay for daycare if one of them doesn't stay it's home cheaper for one to stay yeah. home and so yeah. e- either way yeah. you're doing it you know it, things a lot of things change expenses change and, and you start thinking about college down the road if uh, maybe weddings down the road things like that that you right. have to plan for That's and right. so that is a big event um obviously retirement Right. Yeah. The biggest one that we life event that we start working with people around. Uh, another one is inheritance. Not yeah. a fun way to receive money, uh, but it is inevitable. We're all going to at some point. I don't know, Jake, when one of my family members dies, we have to take money to the wedding yeah, well. or to, to the wedding. Yeah, that too. We have to take money to the funeral. Yeah, Sorry. Well. Hopefully, Freudian slip there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, when people you know do reach that point in their life and they do pass away, they have everything set up uh, right. And you know, again, that's part of financial planning is making sure that what you do have is going to be handled uh, the way you hope and the way you want when you do pass away. But uh, receiving an inheritance is another time when a lot of people seek advice. You know, maybe it's somebody in their 30s or 40s, and maybe they've saved a little bit and parent or grandparent or an aunt and uncle or somebody passes away and they get, you know, a little bit of money and, mm-hmm. you know, okay, well now how do I do this? You know, I've, I've saved a little bit in a savings account, but I've never had money to invest before. How do I right. do that? So yeah, that's right. another pretty big life event where we get a lot of uh, questions. So that's why we see you hanging out at funerals. And <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a horrible joke. No, it was there. <laughs> I had, 
I had to take it. I had to take it. We've been around each other enough, I can say that. <laughs> so what do you do outside of this whole work, financial world? Oh, thing, yeah, man. man. Now, keep this short. And no. if, you ha- if, you ha- if you have to change names and locations creatively, please do. <laughs> please do. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I, uh, one of the big things I really like to do is I love hunting. I cool. am blessed enough uh, to be able to do it with uh, my some family, my dad, my brother, my brother-in-law, you know, some uh, close friends we have. We have my dad has some hunting property that we get to go out and enjoy. How do you um, fit in a tree stand? <laughs> I know you don't have to climb. You just throw your arm up you and, yeah, yeah, and and leap up there, but it's uh it's it's easier than it looks, but also it's it's not as easy as it looks at the same time. It's kind oh. of an interesting uh conflict there but uh yeah. yeah so i love hunting love going out there being outside you know me and my wife we have two boys uh and they're both too young right now to to do that but anything outside they love being cool. outside they're active the people across the street from us right now actually are, are building a house so they got all those trucks out there front end lifters that are grading the land and my son loves it he's they're eating it up that. right now nice. watching the tractors and stuff so that's cool uh, anything with with my my wife my two boys i love sports big football fan love the falcons i'm a like i said with uh, baseball earlier i'm a georgia tech fan like to call myself a realistic George Tech fan. I know we don't threaten many people, but I enjoy watching them. They do on the diamond from time to time. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, a lot a lot outdoors, a lot of sports. Uh, my family, we got a big family outside of just me and my wife and two boys that we love spending Good. time with and getting together with and doing a lot of fun stuff with. So Good deal. All right, so how do the folks get a hold of you? They need you to do some financial advising. Mm, how do they yeah. get a hold of you? Oh, man, I am. I try to be on uh, the the social medias a little bit. You know, I've I've got a LinkedIn page. Uh, we got to get yeah, LinkedIn, yeah, man. That's, LinkedIn, that is so good. Uh, Twitter. I've got a, a business Facebook page. Uh, but if you you know search my name, I mean, my name will be on our our podcast. Uh, Show title, I'm sure. Jake oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Prize. You know, you can find me on the internet, and that'll have all my, my contact info, uh, email, phone number, anything like that, and I'd be happy to talk. Yeah, folks, if you go to our website, negabrx.com, find Jake's episode. As we do this, it'll obviously be on the front page of the episodes, but if you can't see it right away, scroll down, you'll find it, and all his inf- contact information. Simple click, click here, click there, and you will you will find him. Absolutely. It's hard to hide you anyway. <laughs> I, do, I stand out. In Let's the just call it what it is, man. <laughs> yeah, my wife jokes about that too when we're, you know, out on a vacation or something or somewhere, and you know, I'm easy to find. You yeah. Know, put a bright yeah. hat on me and you can see me. <laughs> well, brother, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate this it. This was fun. Yeah, this was, was a lot of fun. This is a good way to end a Friday. You done for the week? You done I for the am, week? I am. I'm a head home nice. after this. Yeah. I'm going to edit this show real quick, and yeah, man. I like it. I'm going to go find dinner somewhere. That's a good, good way to end your Friday as well. I like it. Hey, <laughs> I always like ending a Friday. They're going to play my music any second. And See, there you go. There you go. I like it. Jake's, Jake, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Hey, folks, another great episode. Check out Jake. Go to our website, negabrx.com, negabrx.com. Find the episode. His information's there. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>